thanks for listening and supporting this podcast. I'm Camille Diaz, and if you are sick and tired of setting goals and not achieving them, jump on over to my website, go.optimized.zone. Enroll in my online course, Driven, and gain access to the exact formula I've used to accomplish my goals, like write a book, increase revenue, lose 30 pounds, and record over 100 episodes of this podcast. Start experiencing the joy and satisfaction that comes with achieving your goals. That's go.optimized.zone. Welcome. This is Money Heart, where we explore the emotional side of money. I'm Camille Diaz, and today we're discussing shifting your reality. My guest is Jackie Stewart. She's a mindset coach and transformational trainer. Jackie worked as a high school English and history teacher for 16 years before discovering the untapped power and potential of the unconscious mind and completing a set of intense trainings in neurolinguistic programming or NLP, hypnosis, timeline therapy, TLT, and NLP coaching. After experiencing the tools herself as a client, she went from being a depressed, anxious, people-pleasing perfectionist on the edge of burnout to an empowered, perfectly imperfect coach and transformational trainer who is on a mission to help others step into their power and light up the world. Jackie, welcome to Money Heart. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad you're here. And we are definitely going to explain what all those fancy words and acronyms and everything that I said in the beginning mean. But before we get to that piece, since we are both recoveries of the same limiting belief, I would like to talk about that and hear your money story. Well, growing up, I grew up in a uh, lower middle class family. And one of the things that was always um, on the forefront of anything that we were doing was that there wasn't enough, that there was, you know, my parents scraped together what they needed for us to be able to do swimming lessons and music lessons and things like that. And whenever we wanted to do more than that, it became a huge ordeal within mm -hmm. the family in order to scrape together the extra money for school trips or family trips. Uh, it became very much a family oriented activity to raise the money that was needed so that we would have enough. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until years later that I actually started to realize that I only ever had enough. I never went without. I always had what I needed, and yet I never had more. So for years, I put off, you know, those trips. I think it was, I was in my late 30s by the time I went on an all-inclusive trip to um, Cuba, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was who's got 2,000 extra dollars lying around to go and um, go on a trip like that. I went on small vacations and uh, was very blessed living in Europe to be able to travel. And again, it was one, it was one thing at a time. There was never any extra, especially you ended up drawing from your savings in order mm -hmm. to be able to do the things that you wanted to do. So my journey really is around going from the idea of I only ever have enough and learning what 
programming that was actually doing for me running that belief and needing to actually switch it in into more of an abundance mindset versus um this not enough or just enough mindset. just enough yeah exactly and I remember that too you know being little kid you know with just enough you know we could we had all the things we needed we got like you said we got to go to the pool we got to do you know we got to do stuff with school things like that but not extra at that time you know it changed later but when I, I have very clear just enough memories you know as my mom was just piecing it together you know this bit this bit this bit budget carefully you know make sure and I did not have a clue that I had carried that because I was like, what, eight, you know, something like that, eight, nine. I had, I didn't realize I had carried that until way, way later um, that I'm going, how come I can't pass this little income cap where I seem to be stuck? I seem to be hitting that same amount and I can't get past it. And I did an exercise with the coach and realized, oh my gosh, I have such a clear, vivid memory of that just enough, barely pay the bills, you know, track everything to the dollar, to the penny, type of deal. Yeah. Well, it, and it's understanding that with that belief, you're creating a container in which you can only hold so much. Right. And, and right. so therefore, even when more money does flow in, it ends up flowing out just as quickly. So for example, I, um, I started with a new course and on the same day that I had a whole bunch of payments come in from that course, uh, one of my teeth went. And the funny thing was, is that the exact amount that I had brought in that day was the almost to the penny, the exact amount that I ended up needing to put out on my teeth. And so even when more flows in, if you haven't got the belief system to hold it, it will naturally flow out. Mm -hmm. And therefore you maintain that belief of there's only ever just enough. Now I had enough to cover the dental. Yep, which great. great and you celebrate that and I got tired of it coming in and going out just as quickly yes yes I get tired of that too <laughs> yes, yes for sure <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah it's like can't we have some extra once in a while <laughs> right you can so you can you can and so it seems like both of us kind of recognized our block at some point um, mostly by having somebody help point it out to us, but we knew it kept happening. We kept spotting these little, you know, I have something come in and then next thing you know, something else breaks somewhere and I have to have an expense or, you know, I, I think about having an expense and some money comes in to cover it. So it kind of works both directions, but still hitting that cap. So we were both sensing that and, and getting frustrated with it. So we looked for answers. How can people recognize when they have a block like this like how how do you how do you even start to tune into I've, I've got something going on and I don't like it how do I fix it <laughs> so most of what we are aware of are what I like to call the signs or symptoms so it's really starting to look at what are the things that you find yourself saying or what are the patterns that are showing up so if you feel like you are spinning your wheels and it doesn't matter what you do or what new thing you try you're getting the same result every single time there is a belief that is running underneath it which is what i call the root 
And a lot of the time, that's when you do need to reach out to someone. And it may be talk to your parents, ask them about their beliefs with money. How were they raised? Start to journal on what do I actually believe about money? Is it, does it come easily to me? Or is it something that we have to work hard for? And if I don't put in that hard work, I'm not going to get it. And therefore, I'm undeserving of it or I'm unworthy of it. Mm -hmm. So it's really um, one of the biggest things I say awareness is the key to all change is literally just becoming aware of your thoughts around money to start with. And one of the best ways to do that is to start with the question, what do I believe about money? And just write and see what comes up because you'll be really shocked at what ends up coming out that you didn't clock was actually there. I love that idea. It is so simple and yet really powerful because when we ask our brain a question, it's really hard for us to let it go. Like the moment you ask yourself a question, it, you're just going to start thinking of answers to the question. So asking a question like, what do I believe about money? And just free writing it. Yeah, that's, that's going to be really cool. The key is to write until you have nothing left to write, because mm. what you write at first is going to be your, what's in your conscious awareness, right? What follows that will be the underlying stuff that you will literally go, what, where did that come from? Those, those rememberings of things that you heard as a kid, saw as a kid, right? Because that's where most of our programming happens. It is where a lot of our programming happens, either as a kid or we have some traumatic, you know, thing that happens to us that puts in new programming, but it's, it's always past stuff. It's not like the thing that happened last week. It's like the thing that happened 10, 15, 20 plus years ago that you're right. It, you know, as soon as you start writing, you put down all your like surface level basics and you have to get past those, let those get out of the way before you can get to the ones that are actually useful and important. So, yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So once we've kind of recognized we have a block somewhere, how do we start to shift? Well, the first thing is to be aware of what is it that you're telling yourself. So mm -hmm. our thoughts will create our reality. And the moment that we speak them out loud it's almost kind of like casting a spell. I love that you have your fairy stuff on today because Thank I love you. to talk a little bit about magic. Yes. And um, it's, it's casting a spell into the reality. And whatever we put out there it will automatically come back to us. So we are a magnet with our thoughts. So the first thing is to be aware of what are the thoughts that are running. The second thing is to decide what do you want to run instead? So when I realized that I was running this, I always have enough, which was great, right? It, it sustained me and I wanted more. So shifting that to, I always have more than enough in order to do everything that I want to do or I'm being guided to do. So what you do is when you catch yourself thinking or saying, the statement that you um, don't want to be part of your reality, you're literally going to cancel it out. We can't delete it, but we can cancel it and change it. So if you sort of catch it in the moment that it's leaving, you can alter it before it gets right out there and starts creating what's going to come back for you. So I would go, I only um, ever have enough. Cancel, cancel, cancel. 
and say it out loud and then state what you actually want instead. So I have more than enough to live an abundant life. Yeah. And then go about your day. I love that. And then do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And go about the day and go about just, okay, done. Yeah. It literally starts to reprogram your thoughts because you're becoming aware of what you're actually thinking. And in my line of work, we always uh, encourage or my clients and my students, we focus on what we want. And that's the big struggle for a lot of people is that they know what they don't want. And yet they don't know what they do want. So this is the mindset shift in terms of moving away from focusing on what you don't want and bringing more of that into your life and flipping it on its head so that you're focused on what you do want. So you can bring more of that into your life. Yes. And I, I love this concept of cancel because, you know, if you say something or you think something that wasn't your, wasn't what you really want, not what you're trying to get to. And then you're like, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Then it just piles <laughs> on, right? <laughs> just, yes, yes. It's just more because then you're just thinking it harder, right? <laughs> you think it extra because you're trying to get rid of it. So by doing like a cancel or an undo or a strike through or whatever word resonates with you of not that one, I messed up, not that one, this one and replace it that's so much better to replace it rather than try to like make it go away because you can't make it go away and you're really stuck there (laughs) and and this is the thing people want to you know let it go yeah and we can let lots of things go and yet we can't leave an empty space so something else is going to fill it so therefore it's better if you choose what you're going to fill that space with if i'm releasing this what do i want to bring in instead So I'm releasing my uh, focus on debt and I'm bringing in a focus on abundance or wealth mindset. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't leave it open for something random to come fill in the spot. You dictate what goes there. Take control (laughs) over what you can. And this is something you can, because it's happening inside of you and it's your thoughts and you're exactly right. You just can't let it go out into the abyss and not do something with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's jump back to those fancy words that we said at the beginning, cause we're already doing it. Everybody just, you know, if you don't know what neuro-linguistic programming means, you don't know that we just taught you how to do it. So tell us more, what yeah, is it and how does it work? A little tiny bit, a little tiny bit, <laughs> but tell, tell us more what that means and you know, what NLP is, how it's useful, that kind of thing. So NLP, um, neuro-linguistic programming is really looking at How do our brains work? How do we process language in terms of what ends up being our underlying patterns or strategies within our world? So my grandmother always used to say, you make or break a kid before they're five. And I never quite understood that until I started studying this. Because so many of the things that we do, our automatic responses to things are based on the things that we picked up before the age of five. We were taught certain um, ways of responding based on how our parents, what our parents modeled for us. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that everyone's had that experience where one day they opened their mouth as an adult and suddenly heard their mother or their father coming out. And, you know, you have those days and you're like, "Uh, where did that come from? And it literally came from the modeling and programming that happened for you as a child. 
So with neuro-linguistic programming, we sort of dive into the unconscious mind to find out what is actually programmed in there, like your old, if you were thinking about your old cell phone, right? Really looking at what are the programs that are running. And then we use a series of tools in order to update that programming so that you are running at the age and experience level that you're at now, rather than running on those old programs that used to work for you when you were six, 12, 16, 22, uh, which are no longer serving you in the best way possible now. That is like the best, most easy to understand example I have ever heard. <laughs> it's, it really is quite, it's so simple. And this is what I love about it is that none of this has to be hard. People think healing needs to be hard or change needs to be hard. If we can go in and reprogram what's not working and update it in the unconscious mind, then you start to build little baby neurons that are saying are going to fire differently. And then if you go and do something with it, so you go and do an action that uh, reinforces the change that you want, even if it makes you slightly uncomfortable, because all new things and change are uncomfortable, there's no avoiding that, you begin to build or grow those baby neurons. And eventually, your new programming just runs automatically. And you don't even have to think about it anymore. Yeah, that's so great. It's just, it's so, it's so easy for me to think about, well, it's just like updating the app on your phone. You just yeah. download the update and then use the new, new updated version instead of the old one that was all glitchy. So I, I couldn't even imagine if I was still running my first Nokia. Oh my gosh. On it was snake, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the one that I don't, did I, I don't think it was even a flip phone. It was like just a little chunk like, like a little, like a little tiny thing that fit in your pocket and it just had the buttons and a, a little teeny screen. So you could see what number you were dialing. And I had to stand, couldn't make a call from my house. I actually had to stand in the middle of the street to get signal, to make a call. <laughs> so yeah. like once a week, I'd be in the middle of the street talking to my mom on the phone you know, for 20 minutes and I had to move every time a car comes by. <laughs> so yeah, that was my I first. love it. Yeah, it was right. Good. And that that's not going to serve you today. Could you imagine no. if you go out in the middle of the street today to make your business calls? Oh, my gosh. What a disaster. If I had to go out there every time I need to make a call today. Terrible, terrible. I'd have a landline. I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. And I do not want a landline because that's going even more backwards. So, yeah yeah love it uh, this is a great way to think about doing this updating um, and I think that leads us right into the other thing that we mentioned at the beginning which was timeline therapy this was something I hadn't I think I'd actually experienced it but not been not knowing what it was until I talked to you and understood it so kind of explain that for our audience of what is timeline therapy and how does this concept work so timeline therapy is uh, kind of a combination of hypnosis and some ancient um, Huna techniques. And what it does is it allows you to go back in time to the very first time that you experience what we call a significant emotional event. And this is looking at, you know, those yucky emotions that we don't really want to deal with ever. So things like anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, shame, and rage. And what happens is that we, most of us, at least in my world, you know, you, we weren't taught 
how to move our emotions or how to work with our emotions at a young age. So what ends up happening is we either have an outburst, which, you know, lots of kids have temper tantrums and sure. that becomes one of the programs that we run. We get angry. We have a, we have a temper tantrum and you've all seen adults who have had full blown temper tantrums. And again, this goes back to the fact that they're running the program that used to work for you because your oldest program always runs first. Mm. So what we do is um, it's, it's an unconscious technique and we sort of float back to the very first time that you ever experience that emotion. And it is connected to every other experience to up till now where you have also experienced that emotion. And we go back and we get the learnings because I, uh, I train and teach my clients that our emotions are simply indicators or signposts for us. So when we get angry, I mean, something has happened in our outside world that doesn't resonate with us. So either we're not getting a need met, a want met, there's a boundary there that we didn't realize needed to be there. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's coming up in order for us to learn something about ourselves. Now, what most people do is they shove the emotion down, right? Or yell and scream or or whatever it is that ends up happening, but we're not actually getting the learning from the emotion. We are simply trying to get rid of the emotion. And so then it gets stuck in this line. So I'm guessing emotions don't just, you can't just get rid of them. That's not like, they don't just, you don't just, I would like to get rid of that one without doing anything and you just push it aside. Right. And it's, it's like we were talking about before, you can't just let it go, right? I can't go just meditate it away without bringing in something else to fill the space and getting the learning from why it showed up in the first place. Mm -hmm. All of our emotions are healthy, right? Even anger and frustration and overwhelm, they're all there for a reason. Yeah. It's that we don't know how to access the information from them so that we can then learn what we need to learn so that we can alter how we're doing things moving forward and then, um, you know, improve the situations. Instead. Right, right. Because they're all just giving us feedback. They're letting us yes. know a thing has happened. Yes. Take action. And I here's, didn't like here's, it. Here's how we feel about that thing that happened. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what we do, timeline therapy will help you address emotions that are unwarranted or inappropriate. Mm. Right. So we know those people who the tiniest little thing will happen and then they will erupt because they're not reacting to that event. They're reacting to that event and every other event attached to it back to the beginning of their lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what we do is we go back to that very first event. We release the emotion by getting the learnings. What were you meant to learn about you during that event? Once we get all of the learnings, things like, you know, I'm confident, I'm brave, I'm strong, I'm safe, I'm whatever those things happen to be, then we're able to easily release the emotion, replace it with the learnings. And as you come back to now, everything adjusts itself. So even though none of your memories will have changed, you'll be able to look back at an experience and go, I know I was angry when that happened, you will no longer feel the anger in your body as you think about it now. Yeah. Yeah. This 
is really cool because in what you were just saying, I realized that knowing this information has helped me to be so much more sympathetic to people when they do have that one tiny thing happen and then they freak out. And instead of being like, oh my gosh, why are they freaking out over a tiny little thing? I realized, okay, they must have a really big string of other things happening that that one thing just poked it and then all of it is flaring up right now. And so it makes me react much less to the, you know, when people are, are upset or angry or over overwhelmed by whatever emotion they're experiencing, I'm like, okay, they're just, they're working through the thing. It's cool. Like, I don't, well, it doesn't bother me, you know, <laughs> because yes. I know, I know how it's connected. And when we start to realize that other people's emotions are all about them and not about us, that also helps to not take what other, what other people are going through so personally. I yeah. used to take everything personally and I would take it all on and then feel responsible for fixing it. And really it wasn't mine to fix. Right. And so allowing people to have those emotions and recognizing, yes, that they've just been triggered by something and it's all about them and their experience, not about this exact situation and what's happening right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's bring it back to the money thing. Cause I know you're going to help us learn something new here. Um, and anxiety is something that I think a lot of us have around money. We, you know, we're continually panicking about what we just spent and what's going to happen next week. And will we make the rent on the first and do I have enough? And should I ask for the raise and just all this stuff that, that makes us all worked up about all money, the all the things, all the things yes. <laughs> talk about that and teach us, teach us your, uh, your new protocol. Well, it's probably okay. not new, but your protocol. <laughs> no, it's not new. Someone taught it to me and it is a game changer. So before I go into this, I, I just want to help everyone understand that we are the co-creators of our reality, right? We were talking about thoughts earlier and how what we think, you know, grows, what we focus on grows. And we are literally living or writing our own stories. And when we get into anxiety or worry about money, we are creating a story that hasn't happened yet. So that's the first thing is to understand that whenever you're in that place, you're making it up and you can't be doing anything but making it up because it hasn't happened yet. And therefore, yes, it may be, it may be based on past experiences, 100%. And there's, you know, usually people have reasons for why they're feeling the way that they're feeling um, because they've experienced something in the past. And it's also recognizing that your past does not have to dictate your future. Things can change and you can do things differently in order to get a different result. So one of the, one of the strongest tools that we can use is our imaginations and the power of our imagination and the power of our minds and visualization. So one of the things that I use regularly because I grew up in a home where worry about money was a natural thing to occur. And what I've learned is the more you worry about it, the more you're pushing it away. So if I'm making it up anyways, why not make it up better? So Camille, if you wanna play for me for a moment. I would love uh, to. 
I, I'm going to go with you don't have a lot of anxiety or worry about money. And I'm going to walk you through this anyways, because this can be used for any situation that you're feeling anxiety or worry about. Okay. It doesn't just have to be money related. But what I want you to do, whether it's money related or not, I want you to think of something in your world right now that will occur in the future that you have some worry, anxiety, nerves about. Okay. Can you think of a specific thing? I'm sure I can. Hang on. Because <laughs> you're right. I do a lot of work on not being anxious about things. Yeah. And, uh, have, yeah. Okay. So let me, let me, I'll try and think of a money one. Okay. Yes. I've got it. All right. Okay. And this will work really well with your goals as well. Uh, so thinking about maybe there's a goal associated with it. Yep. And what I want you to do is close your eyes for a minute. Okay. And I want you to pretend that you're just going to float up out of your body and sort of above you is a line. And this line dictates your past and your future. And I want you to follow the line out into the future 15 minutes after the successful completion of what you were originally worried about. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. Wonderful. I want you to feel what you feel, see what you see, hear what you hear when you have successfully completed whatever it was that you were previously worried about. Yep. It's pretty Are awesome. you there? <laughs> right. Now where's the anxiety? Yeah, I don't know. It's gone. I just, it's not even around at all. I am so excited right now and I'm seeing the thing and I'm just like partying and I'm running across the hall to tell people and Yes. And then you simply float back to now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's creating the image of what you want to have happen. What is your intention? And there's such power behind intentions. What is it that I want to have happen? And then go visualize it happening. And there's a magical thing that will then begin to help reorder everything that's about to occur in your life to help you actually reach that result versus taking you towards the result that you were worried about. And it's so simple. It can be done just like that in less than a minute. And really is just using the power of your imagination. If you were six again, what would you imagine happening? Yeah. That's so right? easy. Access yeah. that little inner child because they know how to play. Yes. Yeah. That is super cool. I feel like I want to do this again now. It was so it was so great there. I want to go back. Right? I'm like, I have to tell my clients sometimes because they love it so much. I'm like, you have to come back or we're not going up again. <laughs> I feel like, I, but I, I do, I feel like I could add that to, you know, I, I meditate several times a week at least, and I could add something so simple like that to whatever's going on. You know, I could just go float past it and then come back. And it was yes. so great over there. Like, I really liked it. I'm like, oh, I totally want to hang out over there. And you know where the best place to use this is we all get caught up on doing things that are new because they're uncomfortable for us and we haven't done them before. And therefore the nerves kick in. And a lot of times that nervous, anxious fear that shows up is literally just attempting to protect us because we haven't done the thing before and we don't know how it's going to go. And yet we know that doing that thing is what's going to allow us to grow and to expand and to get the results that we want. And so using this technique of being able to visualize yourself 
successfully completing whatever you want is really helpful. I mean, pro athletes use this all the time. They will spend time visualizing themselves making every basket, right? Or every mm -hmm. shot that on goal, whatever, whatever the sport happens to be, yeah. right? winning that, that race. They, they find that actually the athletes that get the highest results are ones that not only run the drills, but also run the, um, the visualizations as well, because you're programming your mind to do exactly what it is that you're creating it to do. You're installing the program. Yes. And therefore, like even things like this, I'll be completely honest. I use anxiety protocol before I got on today, yeah. right? Simply to get myself in the headspace that I want to be in, in order to show up the way that I want to show up. Right. Yeah. What a great technique for stage fright mm -hmm. to, to be visualizing the talk went really well and everybody's applauding for you and people are coming up and asking for your card or your contact info afterward, you know, after yeah. your speech, that's, that's. Yeah. That's really cool. And it's so easy and it's so fast. So it's not like, you know, you don't have to go find a secluded, whatever, you know, lock yourself in the closet and be there for three hours. Or like, it's not a, it's not complicated. You just knock yeah, it you, out. Need, you need two things. You need this protocol. And if you're, if you're out there in the future and you're still feeling the anxiety, you're not making it up good enough. So it's, it's really you're not focused on the successful completion. That's all there is to it. The moment that you're focused on the successful completion, the anxiety will automatically disappear. Then the other thing I'll say, which runs in my circle, right? Especially when we're doing something new or getting on stage, pop a mint and do it anyways. So when you feel like you're going to throw up, right? Just pop that mint and get a move in and yeah. have people in your back corner who, if need be, are going to give you that little push to go, okay, it's time now. Go. Yep. Go here. Your mic is live. Bye. Yes. <laughs> get on yes. it. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's always great to have a buddy out there who's just like, just pop a mint, get out there. Let's do it. Let's, it's great. Well, it's, become, it's become a running joke in my, um, in my circle. And we actually celebrate those moments because it means that we're on the brink of, of learning and growth. Well, yeah, you're not really doing anything new or exciting or, or growing forward. You know, if you're, if you're not experiencing these, if you're not having some fear and anxiety about what might happen, if this goes wrong, you know, you, you didn't dream big enough. If you didn't, if you didn't get a little <laughs> about it, right? if you didn't have that little, little yeah. quick inhale breath catch, maybe we, maybe we didn't uh, imagine quite a bit as big as our potential. And, and a good reminder is that all of our emotions are there for a reason. Fear is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's again, just learning how to access what is it here to tell me. Right. And then deciding whether you're going to allow it to um, take over or if you're going to use a tool in order to, um, in order to flip it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so much fun. I love this. Thank you. That's great. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about what you're working on right now. What are you most excited about? So I'm, I'm currently preparing for a summit that is on clearing abundance blocks, ironically enough. Nice. And part of what I'm putting together there is a tool uh, that I use regularly uh, in order to move emotion and energy and energy in motion is emotion. 
And it can be positive emotions or negative emotions. And it's how do we, because we all experience the negative ones, how do we actually move those emotions so we don't get stuck in them? And so my coach, when I very, when I very first started, gave me this task to do something called anger work. And so what I'm putting together is an actual guide for anger work and a process. It's a 30 day process where I have not only in my own life experienced miracles doing it. I've also witnessed it in my clients that when we start to move the anger and I'm a professed recovering angry, nice girl for years of my life, I did not get angry except at my family who that was okay because they were going to love me anyways. Right. right. But this idea of speaking my truth or what I was actually angry about um, was not in my repertoire of skills <laughs> at all. And so I was the nice girl to mm -hmm. everyone and would bend over backwards for everyone. And yet didn't realize that that's what was leading to my depression. Yeah. Because I was actually very angry at myself and didn't even realize it. And so by beginning to work with your anger, and I will tell you that the first week I did this, I was more annoyed that for having to do it. So I'm going to be completely honest with anybody out there who um, is interested in trying this. It's uncomfortable at first. I cursed my coach numerous times for making sure. me do it. Yep. And yet when I stuck with it, I was really able to start moving that energy and um, start to get the learnings from it. Yeah. So it's sort of, I'll explain, if you download the um, journal, it will explain to you how to do it. It's a two-part process. One part is physical because mm -hmm. we need to deal with things on the physical. And sometimes, especially if you're in anger in that moment, right? We all know there's nothing better than going and punching something or my favorite is strangling a tea towel, right? Oh, yeah. Whipping off things, right? Sure. <laughs> with it to move the anger in our body. And then we follow that up with some journaling, which then allows you to access what you're angry about, why you're angry about it and what it might be there to teach you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This sounds great. I'm already thinking um, that every teenager should be required to take this program. Uh, and it works with youngsters as well. I have friends um, who have done it with their kids. Getting the kids doing it consistently day after day can be difficult, but my sister uses it uh, with her little ones from time to time, especially if they're really, they need to, because the energy's got to go somewhere, yeah. right? And yeah. we want it to go up and out of us rather than down into us, because as we know, dis-ease in the mind can create disease in the body. Mm -hmm. This sounds like a fabulous program. I'm totally looking it up now. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, well, for sharing. I will hopefully share the summit um, segment and the link to the anger work um, yes. with you and with the audience. Yes, I will put links to everything in the show notes so that everybody can find that um, super easy to find it. It will be there uh, with links to your site and links to exactly what we talked about. So it will be all good. Jackie, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I've actually thoroughly enjoyed this. See the, um, the anxiety, anxiety protocol. protocol. 
Yes, it worked. It worked wonders. Yes, it worked wonders. So you you set the show up for success. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with Jackie, you can find her on LinkedIn. Her name is spelled J-A-C-Q-Y and then Stuart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T on the end. So, um, and like I said, we'll have a link to all of her stuff that we just talked about in the show notes. So it'll be super easy for you to find her. We'll put her LinkedIn and Instagram on there too. Thank you as well. Yeah, you're so welcome. Yeah, of course. Um, Thank you as well to all of our listeners and viewers. I'm your host, Camille Diaz. I'm a business optimization coach, financial educator, author, and speaker. You can contact me and find out what I'm up to through my website, CamilleDiaz.com, and follow me on social media at Cam Unfiltered. Be sure to follow Money Heart and Money Heart Show. Our website is MoneyHeartShow.com. Jackie, would you like to share a money mantra for today? I would love to, and then we're going to re-highlight what we've sort of already talked about. Yes. What you focus on grows. Your language is important, so be aware of what you're telling yourself. Instead of, I, I only have enough or I just have enough, switch it to, I have more than enough to live the abundant life I deserve. That is fabulous. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. 